All right, all right. And we are live. Yo, yo, yo. Tell me what you know. Welcome to the Sunshine Show. You guys, I have the most phenomenal guest in the house tonight, this morning, this evening, this afternoon, wherever in the world you may roam. I have the one and only, the most phenomenal, the most fabulous, Australia's most treasured bass player. I got Cade Turner in the house. What's up, Cade? How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? G'day, world, America, or wherever I'm talking to as well. <laughs> Stoked to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here tonight. I've never actually interviewed anybody from Australia, so I'm very awesome. stoked about this. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, hopefully you uh, can understand, you and everyone else can understand everything I say. <laughs> oh, we're going to understand you tonight. And not only that, but in Australia, you guys, it is actually 420. So we have to say happy 420. What is yeah. that? early celebration. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Kate, for those few people that may not know who you are, can you give us a brief introduction? Yeah. All right. So I'm Cade from CadeTurner.com. I'm a 37 year old bassist from Melbourne in Victoria in Australia. I'm 38 in fuck eight days, which oh, is- Oh, happy um, birthday. Yeah, it's a bit scary. Um, I get told I look a bit younger than what I am, though, so I'll ride with that as long as I can. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I started, well, I've been a musician all of my life, but I started playing bass when I was younger in my teen years and um, just, like, insanely super crazy passionate about music and uh, to the point that, fuck five or so years ago oh, i swear a lot too i don't know if that's okay <laughs> i love it i fucking love it this is after hours baby let's go yeah, yeah well it's um it's 10 to 3 here in the afternoon or arvo we say i don't know if you call it that wait what do you call it arvo a-r-v-o so anything after lunch is in the arvo so i'll teach you heaps of slang <laughs> Very nice, very nice. Yeah. I know that you uh, you said that you guys don't actually say noon either, so you were kind of curious about that. So I'm very excited to exchange all the slang today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you when you said noon, I was like, what the fuck is noon? Is that it's either lunchtime or midnight? I guess we we call you know twelve o'clock at night. But yeah, just getting back to myself. Uh, I don't know, analysis or ramble, whatever we call it, introduction. All the things. But yeah, yeah. And um, was just like, have always been so insanely passionate about my playing and audio engineering as well that I actually um, developed, I guess, or worked on branding for my website for two years before I launched it. So I created all the ideas, the concept and basically what I wanted to push. And uh, that's how CadeTurner.com came about because in Oz, there are a few channels, but there wasn't really one that covered every aspect of what I wanted it to. And even though I've been at it for three and a half years, I haven't released half of the stuff I've recorded or worked on or whatever. So I've done it really slow. Um, 
I guess, but I've done it because every single thing I put out has to be perfect to me, not to the world, just to me. Like I'm my harshest critic. So basically I'm the Cade behind CadeTurner.com, which is a base audio lifestyle, whatever channel you want to call it, that I ultimately want to be a one-stop shop that someone at any level can come to and go, tell me how the fuck to do this because you've done all the research and let's let's just hone in on whatever aspect they want to learn. So that's me and what I'm about and uh, what I spend most of my time doing when I'm not with my two crazy Australian cattle dogs. <laughs> Very nice intro. Thank you so much. So I have taken some time to look over your website. Did you actually design everything yourself? Oh, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> um, yes, yes. The concept and branding's mine, but I couldn't, I didn't have the time because I work as a rigger and a rigger works with cranes. So I work in construction and everything's so fucking expensive in Australia that if you don't work 40 or 50 hours a week, you can't afford a house and music gear and whatever. I shouldn't say you can't. I should say I couldn't. I'd struggle to, you know, live the life I wanted to live. So I didn't have time to design that um, side or completely create it from Squarespace myself. And I just got knocked back and knocked back like for months on end until a friend of mine helped me do the template. And then I found a legendary graphic designer to work with. And he's just been fucking awesome. I've been with him since day one. So any tweaks we have, I do it with him. So it is my ideas, but there's things I either don't have time for or I just don't fucking know how to do. <laughs> I can play bass. I'm not a IT wizard. <laughs> It, it is a lot of work, definitely building websites from scratch, no matter what platform you're using. I do WordPress for my website, and even that is like a whole Yeah, you, you'd be exhausted. You've got a lot going on. <laughs> but tonight, tonight is Cade Turner's turn to talk on the sunshine show so tonight is your show and i'm so excited to have you on um so let's talk a little bit so we can get lessons we can get merch we can get advice we can get tips and tricks yeah so i've been asked about teaching for fuck well over 10 years and there's select people that i'll help because i know what they're after you know, and uh, I don't teach full time yet because what I'm building up to is basically the transition to where I can let go of construction and just do more with music. But it's, it's really hard in Australia. You've got to be lucky, you've got to be good and you've got to work like a motherfucker to make it happen. But yes, there will be, I mean, my band has, has merch, you know, we, we do pretty well off that. Um, but there'll be, if, if you want to know how to play, how to choose gear, uh, how to practice, what to practice, you know, the psychology in and outside of music, I'm, I'm pretty, I guess, versed in, in psychology as well. It's always interests me, but to me, it goes hand in hand because 
without a good uh, brain, you can't produce the music and things you want to, when I say a good brain, I mean a, without being in a healthy functioning state of mind, everything's hard as fuck in and outside of music. So there's also that aspect that I, um, I'm not really vocal about socially, but there's that aspect, aspect sorry, that I dive into as well. And, uh, you know, from mixing, audio engineering, how to prepare for gigs, how to prepare for recording, who to go to, basically everything that I fucked up with when I was younger or struggled through, I wanted to, and I still, and I'm insanely passionate about wanting to share that and help people because I get messages every day of people saying, how the fuck did you pull that tone? Literally, how did you pull that tone? And I'm like, yeah, let's bloody talk about this. <laughs> and I just thought that I'd been asked so much about that that I thought there's got to be some market for this, you know? So that's, um, yeah, I just, sorry. I just see my mic peaking a little bit was going to... um. Just pull it back a touch. You're totally fine. Um, yeah. I love that you bring up the psychology part of it. Now, psychology is obviously how your brain functions. Like, um, well, it's everything. Okay. Whether, whether you agree or like it or not, it's actually everything with humans, you know, even if we're aware of it or not. So, yeah, so, sorry to jump in. I, no, I got excited. You are, you are fine. So did you actually go to school at all for like psychology or is this something that you're just uber passionate about? Because I want to know all about it. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't even talk to my family about it much because in the years to come, I wanted to be like, there you go there's my fucking degree or something, you know? And um, basically I've always been fascinated with it and I've been through a lot of really, really fucked up accidents and um, I'm not sure how I'm even alive to be honest, but they led me down a road of, of PTSD and, and all sorts of different mindsets that, involuntarily I guess I learned about it through doing different types of therapy and when I pieced the my studies with everything I've gone through in the past and then I guess somewhat how it is beneficial to be as a person to achieve what you want that's where I kind of merge the two so it's almost involuntary that I've uh come into that so much but I, I'm as insanely passionate about that as I am with the music and one thing I want to add what I find fascinating with creative minds and a lot of musicians a lot of artists a lot of uh, people wanting to do things that aren't just the robotic norm of society I guess um, they have similar traits and a lot of musicians will struggle with anxiety or depression or trauma or motivation or creative blocks or fucking self-doubt or self-sabotage. Like, you know, they and, and I see this every day because I've gone through a lot of those things. So 
when I release a video or get on stage or do something that I think's cool, you know, like when I go watch fucking Pennywise, for example, or something like that, anyone, you know, um, you know, I think it's important to note that they're human and that I'm just human and that we're all just human. And if you can understand what's happening when you're in not such a great mental place if you're able to fix that the same as a doctor gives antibiotics to fix an infected wound or whatever that's what i think's awesome that is so important and it's something that is almost like taboo in society where people don't want to talk about it but it is so important for a healthy lifestyle yeah. Thank you. Ah, fuck it. Like, why would you, why would you want your body to be unhealthy? Like if you, like, I love riding, I love motorbikes. I love mountain bikes as well, even though I fucking break too many bones on them and always end up in hospital. Um, Like no one wants, well, you know, the majority of people don't want to be sick. They don't want to be overweight and unhealthy and, and, but they might lack, knowing how sometimes they can't help the sickness whatever like I don't claim to have any guru fucking answers but I think where I've pushed hard with with my website is that it's coming from someone who struggled like fuck you know like yeah I I think my videos are of of somewhat of a decent quality like I'm happy with them that's what matters to me and I've done nowhere near the amount that I want to achieve, but I've achieved certain things that I've wanted from the start and uh, none of it was easy. Like it wasn't like I just walked into it and had nothing to deal with, you know, like my um, father died a year ago on the 14th of April and like he, he has a tattoo had has it's still on him I guess <laughs> of me with my custom Warwick Corvette base on his leg and he was like the biggest fan he'd come to shows and mosh and he'd always he was supportive to all of my musician friends and Chris Cornell was like God to him you know so yeah oh my god he fucking loves him I think he loves Cornell more than I do you know, which is if that's even possible. <laughs> and, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, basically, like, none of it's been easy. So I've just tried to incorporate all of that into one place because, like you mentioned before, no one wants to talk about I'm struggling with this or I'm struggling with that, whereas I've always been okay to be able to say, you know what, this is so fucking hard. I've been in tears. I've questioned myself. I've just gone bonkers in my head trying to make stuff happen where I didn't know how, like trying to launch my website or finding guys to film with or record with or finding bands that are functional and emotionally okay. Like bands are hard as fuck. Bands are harder than a relationship with a girl. Just times it by five and mix all that together. And they say girls can get erratic and emotional and that, but I think guy bands are fucking probably worse. (laughs) (laughs) 
real quick, not to um, interject, we'll get back to exactly where you were in just a second. I want to uh, say hello to the chat really quick because we have uh, the chat blowing up. We have Don McDaniel. We have Mama Cantu in the house. We have Chris Luna from Hawaii. What's up, Chris? We have Luigi Casaretto in Colorado. He says, I'm half asleep, but hello. Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> uh, Chris Luna comments, Chris Cornell, such an incredible voice. I have to agree with that. Yeah, I mean, and you know what's crazy? So you American people, I think, grew up with some seriously motherfucking amazing music. And I don't know if you still felt far away from the musicians before internet and stuff, but for over here, like I have a Pennywise tattoo here. I've got the hoodie on so you can't see, but we grew up with, you know, when CDs just sort of come out and we were listening to all this music, but before internet and before you really um, flew over to America, or before I did, I felt so far away from it all. So for you guys growing up around there, did the musicians feel closer to home there? Or is that an illusion in my head? <laughs> like as far as like being able to like probably go see them live and stuff, right? Because it's- Yeah, like or knowing that they were in your city or living a few hundred miles away or something like is that different there because to now it's with with the world closer they don't feel as far away for me now like but it sort of did growing up <laughs> oh my gosh chris luna says they felt like gods yeah awesome and they i don't think that ever gets old does it I don't think it does. And real quick, I have to address this. So Chris was actually in a chat months ago and Psychic Sandy, which is my mom, predicted that Chris was going to meet the love of his life at a convention in Colorado. Now, Chris did not meet the love of his life at that convention. So Mama can too. go ahead and drop in the comments why Chris did not meet the love of his life because you predicted that was going to happen. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um so when was the first time you actually got to come hang out in the united states oh my god so i was 17 yeah and i was with um a girlfriend at the time and her parents were flying to peru and i hadn't been over there but i always envisioned that i would um go uh, whether I oh, fucked if I know I gave up trying to understand that that I I gave up trying to I used to think I could foresee things and the older I get I'm not sure I don't know if you intended and it happens or what I don't know I don't know if anyone knows maybe your mother knows um but but I saw I saw a photo of you know Machu Picchu Yes. The, 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 yeah, and I saw a photo of that and I said, I don't give a fuck about anything. Take me there. That's where I want to go. So I flew over to the States on my own, um, went around LA and then I flew down to Peru and met them there. But you, you're going to think I'm crazy, I'm sure. So Flea is, was born here and I've everyone loves Flea. I don't know anyone who doesn't love Flea. How and, and, hey, how 
How could you not love him? Oh my God. He's he literally just... wears a sock on his cock. Okay, that could be a song, sock on your cock. It probably is somewhere. They've probably written one. <laughs> but uh, he's just a gift from the gods, you know, and I just wanted to, um, I was so young and so fucking naive that I thought if I go to Hollywood, I'll find Flea. Oh, so I got I got, a, I got on I got out of this hotel that I was in, and it's so funny because we don't tip here. So the guy at the hotel, the concierge or whatever, followed me up to my room, and he's after he'd put the bag in or whatever, he's sort of standing there, and I'm like, "Thanks, man, you know, thanks," and he gave me this weird look, and it was one of the biggest culture shocks I've ever had because like- I'm like. He's like, thanks, man. Thanks. Like, what, what the fuck does this guy want? Like, why is he standing here? This is so <laughs> weird. And, and yeah, I just, I feel bad because if I'd have known, you know, well, as soon as I worked it out, you tip and that's what you do in, in you know, when in Rome, you know. <laughs> but I, I went looking for Flea and I was on these buses and I didn't have a mobile phone and I just had no fucking idea where I ended up or how I even got back but it was actually a lady on a bus who come up and said you're not from around here and you're lost and she's like don't go into these parts because it's going to be trouble and all this and I was just like whoa I was just a kid trying to find flea but end up obviously yeah end up obviously getting back so the first time I went I was um 17 and uh, it was just really cool because all that was to us, like I grew up in a real small country town and the US was like, I don't know, we just saw movies and Hollywood and bands and all this sh- and palm trees and all this shit. So it was like a, um, it was like a fantasy world going there or something is pr- pretty bloody funny, but that's, I've been there a lot of times since, but that was the first time. And, I'll never forget it because uh, I just lucky nothing happened, you know. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, that is a story. If I've ever heard one, I feel like we need to like have a little animation character of you and like narrate your journey, your first uh, journey into the states. We we'd be here a while. <laughs> okay, real quick, we need to read what Mama can too. She said, "Sorry, Chris, it's just not meant to be yet, but hold on, everything happens for a reason." Okay, much love. So, Chris, it's all good. You are going to find your love to be. Uh and Chris replies, "It's not too late for me to buy 12 cats." You know, some people are just cat people. Are you a cat person or are you a dog person, Kate? uh i actually i'm actually both oh yeah but i've got a little i've got a little rescue cat that i've had for i think she's 12 no one knows and she she's chirpy and talks like a bloody dog she woke me up this morning because i thought she was playing with something but she was fucking chasing a a little mouse around around my room but I've still got her her name's Elaine and she's a black and white Elaine off Seinfeld Ah, that's so cool that's fucking cool and then what are your two cattle dogs names 
Yeah, the, the, the boys, Toby and the girl is Maple and uh, they're just 24-7 <clears throat> work. They're outside now, like just wondering when I'm, you know, when we're going to go to work or when we're going to do things. So my whole world now is about them. Toby's a rescue and I got him at um, when he was 14 months. He's really badly abused, so he's he, he needs special treatment like you can't just take him places because he'll just tremble Aww. you know so you've really got to introduce him slowly but I made like an oath or a pact I guess when I got him that I'd never give up on him and Aww. uh yeah so I spend the time with him and then I got him a girlfriend and and she wears the pants even though he thinks he does um <laughs> But she does, and she's a bit she's a bit bigger and bosses him around and whatever. And and she's called Maple, as in maple syrup. <laughs> so wait, so you have Toby, Maple, and Elaine? Yeah. Oh. They're my three kids. I love them so much. And you know, and like you, like you with your animals, that you you clearly love them, and I love people that love animals because animals don't judge. Hey. No. They and and they're not narcissistic they're, 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 and they're very present all the time yeah <laughs> and they're just like the sweetest like little souls on the planet yeah. I'm just like oh my gosh I just I can't I can't with the animals I just love them all I want to rescue them all and yeah. do you agree with me that there's just something about rescue animals that they just know they've been rescued and they know that you're giving them a, a good life and they are just, it's so fulfilling, Kate. It's yeah. So oh yeah. It's, it's like, so it took, Toby was so bad when I got him that a few trainers actually said that I wouldn't break him out of it. And I'm like, tell me I can't do something. Fuck that. I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> And um, so, so it took about six weeks and then he let his tail up and he started playing with another dog and I, I just turned to water. I just started crying. I couldn't help it. I felt like a proud parent. And when I went, because he hadn't seen dogs, he hadn't been socialised, he was kept in a cage and I don't, God knows what else happened to him, but it is really rewarding and uh, once they, well, they say they choose you, you know, so once an animal gets its focus in and you're the provider or feeder or whatever, like, that's it. You can't turn your back on them. <laughs> you really can't. You really can't. And I love that you brought that up because it is so important to realize animals are just like us, everybody. Okay. So just be kind to the animals. Okay. Yeah. Boom. Big time. <laughs> um so let's talk oh wait mom says mom says of course maple syrup wears the pants in the family <laughs> yes <It> does. <laughs> so let's, let's talk a little bit about your bases that are behind you those are some beautiful beasts you got there yeah yeah it's funny i've been um talking with warwick a bit lately and uh <clears throat> yeah i I won't get into too much with them because I sort of can't, but I, I'm, uh, yeah, I get support from them, which is really cool. And uh, one of the importers was a direct importer to um, Australia with his Amber, Amber Technologies um, 
yeah, get support from them as well, which is cool. And Warwick's always, I've always played them and, and they've been on my, I guess, radar for, for a long time. So, yeah, uh, that one is a 2003 thumb bass. Uh, four string that I use in my band and uh, I just released a tool cover and I use that bass for that track which is cool but I'm, I'm sort of plugged in here but I'm going to try and um, get this so this is really really cool this is number I've got to get this right because I found it by chance so this is a 1985 Warwick thumb and it's actually number 135 ever of Warwick's bases made. So I don't know if, uh, oh, it's too hard to see, but on the edge of the headstock, it's stamped with that. So, um, yeah, they're really, really cool. Like to think this was where Warwick thumb bases started with and it literally number 135 and I emailed them directly and uh, Hans, I call him Hans, but I think it's pronounced Hans. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, he told me it's like fully, fully legit. So I've got some other, another five string thumb bass and uh, another custom Corvette that I, um, I've used in my Pantera cover. But that Corvette is in Sydney now at my Luthiers. You'd know, or you would have heard of. Wait, have you been to Oz? Or just oh, sorry, one second. Sorry, sorry about that. Um, You're all right. Go ahead. What did you What did you ask? Yeah, you know Sydney, Australia. Yes, that's like the only place in Australia. I'm very embarrassed to say this, but I feel like that maybe. I don't know. I probably know some other places. I need to come visit. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, you need to come where I am here. I'm sort of in the, the bush or the mountains, I guess. And it's just awesome. It's like animal heaven out here. <gasps> wait, wait, wait. So real quick. I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep interrupting you. What no, are no. Like, some of your like, what are some of the, your favorite like wild animals around there? All right. So have you heard of, um, have you heard of a kookaburra? I don't, uh, the white, no. If you or anyone, whatever, or after this, if you Google what does a kookaburra sound like, they're like a little native Australian bird, but they're, they're really placid, they're really friendly, and they're just amazing looking, and they're super smart. And uh, But anyway, they come to my deck or porch or whatever, and and when they're hungry, they smash their beak on the wall until I come outside. But these are wild animals, you know. Really? Yeah, yeah. What so you eat them? Yeah, uh, just you can, like, they can have little bits of meat, you know. And uh, there's certain, I mean, there's little niblets that I have inside for when the birds come. And uh, what else is really cool, I, I used to um, date a girl from Argentina. And I met her when she was, well, when we were both, fuck, 21 or 22 or something. We're both so young. Anyway, um, she come to Australia for the first time and, and I was able to show her a kangaroo. You, you know, yeah, well, obviously everyone knows kangaroos. Yeah, but like you can't get that close to them, right? Because they'll like yeah, you can. your ass. But 
Well, the big, the big red angry ones, yeah, they might. But um, the ones where I like where I live, two hundred meters up the hill, they'll come down. Or there's another thing that's like a kangaroo called a wallaby. Okay, I've heard of a wallaby. It sounds like I'm making it up, but I'm not. Um, and uh, they're they're really they're really awesome. So where I live is in a national park. It's a, if you know the city Melbourne, or you guys would see Melbourne. Melbourne, <laughs> yeah, Melbourne. Yeah. So yeah, we say Melbourne, but um, I'm about an hour into or a bit over an hour from Melbourne in the national park. In the I guess it's called the Dandenong Ranges. And uh, I, I moved out about, yeah, three years ago, maybe three and a half years ago to basically spend time in nature because getting back to mental health and, and music, like at the start, I was living in the city or near the city working too much and <clears throat> I couldn't connect with nature and it, it crippled my soul. Like I was like a walking zombie just in pure agony every day so I let go of all that and moved out amongst nature and it's way better so but when you have wild animals to connect with it's like that's fucking cool because they don't understand bills and cars and medicine and all that shit they're just they're just doing what they've done forever and they're yeah they're awesome so yeah I like them that yeah there's heaps of stuff that'll kill you too, but we don't worry about that much. <laughs> um, okay, real quick. Chris says that they actually have wild wallabies in Hawaii. Ah, oh, awesome. So that is amazing. I, I feel like I just saw like maybe a TikTok video or a Facebook video where like somebody actually opened the pouch of the kangaroo and you could see inside and the little baby little was Joey. Oh, yeah. my God. You guys, it was too much for me. It was like a whole little house inside of her tummy. Yeah. How awesome. They, you see them and they just jump in and then they thump around all day and it, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so real quick, and then we'll talk about your basis some more. What is, like, the scariest animal that you guys have out there? Uh, I don't give a shit about anything. Like, I'm not scared of crocodile, whatever. Like, I'll go anywhere and nothing really bothers me because I grew up in the bush. But get me near... In the wait, wait, wait. What's the bush? Uh, the bush, I guess, is what you'd call the forest. Okay maybe not the city but with trees <laughs> so not the desert you know yeah. the de a lot of the deserts in the central of Oz and you know we traveled there over over the break Christmas break actually to say goodbye to dad because he used to work out there <clears throat> when he was in his 20s but um, we went into this shed on a cattle station property and there was these fresh tracks in the dirt and uh, I don't know what type of snake it was, but you can get me near anything, but get me near a snake and I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared of him. I, I can't help it. <laughs> In the other direction. Yeah, I can totally feel you on that. I had a friend. Actually, I have a friend. His name is Juice. Juice, if you're listening, hello. Um, and he lives in Texas. And he had, I believe they were bow pythons and oh, wow. in, a, in a tank. Well, they escaped the tank. And they were living up in like 
the fire or uh, what is it called? The fireplace. Yeah, the chimney. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, for like a year. And then the night that I decided to like stay at his house, which was like, you know, a year later, the motherfucker came out of the chimney. Like, Ooh. what are the odds of that? Like, no. Yeah, yeah, scary. No, no. Chris says those two foot Australian spiders would send me screaming like a girl. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> funny yeah there's some pretty fucked up spiders that if you get bit, bitten by like yeah like redbacks are only little but they're crazy poisonous and um is it uh is it the funnel web or what i forget what one we have they're pretty rare but they're ridiculously poisonous so if you don't grow up in a city it is natural to do things without even thinking about. And whenever you put boots on, you always shake them out and bang them on the concrete because shit can be in there that you that might <laughs> bite you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So let's talk. Let's go back to the base. So how did you score that super rare base? Oh, yeah. So this one here was, um, there's a guy, he's Italian and he sells a lot of, um base gear for, I think he does it full time now and it was in oh fuck it was in the COVID lockdown or what I can't remember exactly when it wasn't that long ago but um he had this and I thought you know what what I'm going to do is get it restore it even though it's in like ridiculously fucking good nick anyway but I've got really OCD issues so everything gets, you know, looked at. That's um, why you that's why it's taking you forever to release your music. Yeah, I move slow with it because I I yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it has to be right for me. I don't want any regrets with music. If if I think it's all right, I'm okay. I'll have a beer and kick back and listen to it. But and even if 10 people said they didn't like it, I'd still be all right with that. But um so he, yeah, he had this and we worked out a price and I went and grabbed it. But what's really cool, if I wasn't plugged in, I'd get it anyway. It's in a box on top of the shelf. I, I uh, contacted Warwick Direct, Hans, the CEO of Warwick, and I said, I want a um, certificate. So I got a nice folder and I got a legit certificate hand signed by him for this to go in the case when it's restored and I will play it it's not going to be like a showpiece whatever I'll, I'll play it heaps but I just think it's a cool part of history and if you like Warwick I don't think anyone who liked Warwick you know I, I don't really love Fender they're amazing I'm not saying anything bad about them they're fucking the most used bass in the world but if you had number 100 and something of a Fender, that would be like incredible. You know, it would be amazing. So, yeah, that's how that come about. But my Corvette that's in the Pantera cover, that's a custom. So I designed that with Warwick in 2008. Fuck, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but um, so my dad lived by a few quotes or mantras or mottos or whatever you want to call them. And on his arm here, he always had never give up. 
And uh, I wanted the exact direct translation of that in Spanish because I love Spanish. I, I, you know, spending time in Mexico and Central and South America, I just, I fucking love having a few beers with locals and talking Spanish. It's amazing. And I learned quite a bit of that um, off my Argentine ex as well because she's actually a, a translator. But anyway, I asked her, and translated that so my um my uh corvette is getting dad's quote translated into spanish as an inlay down the fingerboard which will be a bit of a tearjerker when i do the video but yeah so that that that's uh that base has been in sydney for a while just yeah the the luthier moves slow but he's really good so i just wait for him <laughs> Don't they all move a bit slow? They do. Anyone <laughs> creative that yeah. is artistic or whatever, they have similar traits. <laughs> we're like, I, I think I'd say we're all somewhat similar. And, yeah, I don't mean that I'm saying I'm creative or artistic. I mean I'm, I'm a human who sometimes finds life hard. <laughs> Chris Luna says it's hard to see, but is that 24 frets? Yes. Oh, no, I think this is actually 26 because um, see the, where are we? Yeah, I, I think it's the 12th there and they come, oh, sorry, there is the 24th. And uh, I think there's two more. So, yeah. It is, it's 26. <laughs> and I think my I think my thumb base five is 26 as well. I mean, would you ever go up that high? I don't know. Not much, but it's cool. <laughs> maybe, to, maybe to be fancy. My mom yeah. says, Cade, como estas? I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we talked a little bit about your base. What rig do you play off of? Uh, so I was using Mark Bass for years and they're cool, they're light, all the rest, but I just think Mesa Boogie are fucking animals. They're just, they're, I think Mesa Boogie guitar tone is my favourite in the world. You know, when I, th I don't know if it was James Hetfield or someone in a video in a guitar store was playing through Mesa stuff and I was like, Jesus, this is good. But um, so, yeah, I moved to Mesa a few years ago and that behind are oh, the covers on it. I probably could have, should have taken it off, but that's a four by 12 cab, but it's the powerhouse. So it's heavy as fuck. It's like 70 kilos. I don't know. Would that be like 140 pounds or something? That's a good question. Whoever I, can calculate that, drop it in the comments. I'd love to know. Yeah, so that'll give you guys an idea. But I wanted that because it's solid and you get that real thick fatness. And that's a Mesa Boogie Carbine um, amp, which is old school and heavy as well. Um, I've got to get a little Subway one just for touring because they're like two kilograms or whatever and still powerful. And in the studio too, which you can't see, I use a four by 10 powerhouse Mesa Boogie Cub. So mostly them and they do make new stuff that's lighter maybe if i can 
get involved with Mesa one day, which would be nice. We can sort out some lighter gear. <laughs> well, you know, what we do at the Sunshine Show, we make things happen. So if uh, you want a sponsorship from Mesa Boogie, we will make it happen. Yeah, I'd, li I'd like to. I mean, them and Warwick have been on the radar since day one. So I've just been quiet with Mesa, but I've plugged their stuff uh as in, I haven't been vocal, but I've plugged their stuff from, from, you know, since I started using them. So that's just my pick. There's a shitload of awesome amps and stuff out there. I just, for some reason, I like a higher trebly bright sort of tone. So I think Mess is pretty suited well to that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Scott says that that calculates to 154.324 pounds. Yeah, right. So it is roughly double. So in other words, it's fucking heavy. <laughs> yeah, really motherfucking heavy, you guys. Uh, so you don't want to, you don't want to be really carting that in and out too much. I guess like the old Ampeg fridges, but you can get good bottom end out of the new lighter stuff, but it's like anything that, the music gear they made in the 70s, it's sort of hard to match. And a lot of that heavier stuff was was back then, you know. It's just not convenient to move around all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, Chris wants to know, do you play bass to amp or use effects? Uh, yeah, so live, I guess. Um, yeah, in a studio, it's different. It's always into DI's, pedals, interface, and into a, a cabin amp mic'd either at the time or later for a reamp. But live, unless my pedal's fucked up, which does happen, I'll always go into a board, out of the board to have a clean DI, and then from the board to the amp. But I keep it pretty simple live, like, you know, Justin Chancellor, a tool, the pedal king, you know, he can get a thousand pedals and make them fucking incredible and not lose any bottom end. Wait, are we talking everything. about tool? Yeah. Oh, I saw your tool cover. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> so good. Okay. Yeah, I'm that's... sorry. I interrupted. No, no, don't worry. But I, I mean, guys like that can, can put pedals together and, and, and make them sound amazing because they understand if you didn't understand pedals and have a shitload together it's just going to turn really muddy so I'll always go to answer the question I'll always go direct into a board and take a direct DI from the board so if anything fucks up I've got the cleanest signal from a base and then from the board into the amp and then you can feel that behind you live <laughs> yeah thank you for answering that um, that's all right i like the questions they're good they are good you guys thank you all for hanging out with us tonight it's like late night with sunshine like you know hey, good, what i good, mean like it's good a whole host, vibe. Good, good host good vibes <laughs> it's a whole vibe and it's 4 20 so i do have my blunt hair i've been smoking on and off well it's 4 20 well for people in new york and on the east side it's still 10 for me but Cade's world it's motherfucking a whole 4 20 over there yeah and it's 3.30 p.m. What is going on? It's so weird. That's when we organized this call. I'm like, I'm just going to check this morning or whatever it was because I'm thinking 
I think it's possible that we've got the times backward or mixed up. <laughs> when I went to make the flyer this morning, I was like, oh my God, I can't tag him in this. It's like 2 a.m. in the morning over there. I'm going to wake him up. I was like, okay, no, obviously. Oh, my, my phone's always silent asleep, but it sucks. I made a comment the other day and all the comment was, was something in reference back to school when we're in an English class getting taught how to act, right? And one of the guys had to say, we're going to kick your ass. That was his line, right? And he, he, for whatever confidence, whatever, he couldn't say it. So he's like, we will kick you ass. We will kick <laughs> ass. And we couldn't stop fucking laughing because it was so funny. So anyway... I commented on one of my Facebook posts to someone that I went to school with saying, we will kick you ass, not yours, you ass. And anyway, I tried to contest it and, and be able to explain that it wasn't a threat or an attack at all. And they fucking banned me and restricted me for 29 days. So that's why you're banned and restricted for 29 days because you yeah. said ass? And yeah, and the worst thing is my band is releasing music. I've got other news. I've got this happening with you. And like they they said, we're putting everything down, like squashing you for that time. And I'm like, fuck you. You won't even give me the chance to be able to explain that it was actually a friendly joke, you know? And I'm shattered because um, my band's just released music and, there's a lot of stuff that I wanted to share. And well, well, how yeah. about tell us, I'm about to put you to full screen because I'm going to light this blunt and I don't want to insult anybody that's watching at home that may not want to watch a pretty fine woman like me. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, you do whatever. I'm joking, <laughs> you guys. You know I love you guys. Uh, Hovac is in the building. So you know Ellen. Ellen yeah. Alverdeen, the nine-year-old bass prodigy. What an amazing little person. When I say little young, I mean, she's just an incredible person. She's like, she's just got this aura of support around her, which is like unstoppable, hey? <laughs> so dad is in the chat and my mom, he says, what's going on? And my mom goes, it's the ass kids, right? But it's supposed to be bass kids. But That's then Hovix <laughs> like ass kids will work. It works just fine. So I mean, that is hilarious. Ass kids, you know, whatever, guys. Uh, <laughs> and Hovix wants to play poker. We totally should play poker. All of us playing poker in one room. Forget about it. <laughs> um. So I know you were going to talk about something. And when you talk about that, also answer this question. Chris says, I'm old school and I love stage volume from amps. How do you feel about in-ear monitors? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked that. So I've had prog bands, I guess, that were really based on, uh, what do you call it, a metronome and math, mathematic rhythms and equations and people that, you know, go and watch to see if you played one note wrong rather than sat back and, and just fucking enjoyed the show. So I prefer, like I've done a lot of weddings and corporate stuff for years where I had in-ears and I hated it. I hated it so much because I felt enclosed. Maybe they weren't set up properly, 
stage volume, you can't beat it. And when I auditioned for my band that I'm in now, which I guess is pretty heavy, I guess somewhat to what I would call an Aussie version-ish of Rage Against the Machine. I guess we're very, yeah, I guess we're very, you know, political. We made a pretty big uh, stance through COVID not to play because of all the government bullshit that they've pulled here. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying that, but... No, no, you're good here. You're safe. It's all online anyway. Uh, but um, so the when I asked the drummer, he said, nah, it's rock and roll. He's like, I, we keep the time and there's no in-ears and it's all loud stage volume and that. So to answer that, I much prefer stage volume if you can hear everything properly. Because uh, there's something that in-ears take, takes away for me. I, I don't know. I just, I kind of feels like my head's caving in or something. It's really weird. <laughs> wow. Very cool. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. We are here with Cade Turner out of Australia. The whole fan bam is in the house. I love you guys so much. Thank you guys for hanging out with us late night. Or if you're in Australia, midday. Uh, yeah, avo, 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 baby. If you, <laughs> that's what we call. That's like short for avocado. Ava, yeah, but it's a r v o afternoon, I guess. Yeah, avo is <laughs> avo. We say smashed avo for avocado too. Smashed avo. That's funny. If you guys have any questions for this famed Australian basis, please drop your questions in the chat. I will get to them. So let's kind of uh, go into the direction of your band. What is the name of your band? Let's talk about all this juiciness because I didn't even know you were in a band. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I say, there's probably a lot more I could have released and done and and I guess been vocal about on social media but I'm I'm somewhat I'd like to think humble of a person and the only battles I have are in me you know so if I need to post or push something I will and if I don't feel I need to I'll you know probably hang out with the dogs and have a beer and chill out or whatever but in saying that so in 2020 I got asked to join an Australian rock band called Mammal. Ooh, okay. And I initially turned it down because I'd completely had enough of bands. I'd had enough of band members. I'd had enough of broken relationships, of being overworked, underpaid, people that couldn't get over their own bullshit, people that possibly needed to work on themselves in and outside of the band. And if, if five people aren't moving together at the same time, you, you're going to, you're as strong as the weakest link, as we say in a chain. And not to say I was perfect either, you know, like we, we weren't ready in the situation I was in to further it. Um, but when I got asked to join Mammal, I turned it down because I was like, I've had enough. And the singer rang me and we'd done some gigs together over the time, but he didn't really remember me much. He's a pretty active musician in Australia. He, he's quite known. Uh, he's done a lot of different projects and work and he's, he's a, I guess he's, uh, you know, pretty vocal about what he thinks and I like a lot of stuff 
that that he says and thinks because I I think similar. You know, I guess somewhat rage against the machine having their message about billionaires and you know the corporate world and the takeover and whatever. I mean, uh, our song we just released called Crime Scene is is literally about society being a crime scene. That's the lyrics. <laughs> Anyway, um, so I got to working with them and I had the worst uh, feeling when I joined, not from those guys, but just because I'd been a bit jaded and I was sort of like, oh, you know, if someone I guess was a bit standoffish after a bad relationship or something like that. And um, when I met the guys, it was completely opposite to what I thought it would be in my head. And it was fucking amazing. And I've learned in the few years with them, I've learned more in and outside of music than what feels like the last five years, you know. So the, the, it's so good. And I mean, they, they'll sell out shows in an hour. Um, they've got a pretty good name in Australia. They're a very, and this is before me, I say they're a very, very good live act. And it's just pure, I guess, balls to the wall energy from start to finish. And no one's trying or pretending to do or be anything that they're not. It's just how it is. And if you look up the band, the lyrics, you know, the, the whole message, whatever, I, I guess it is... Uh, I won't say political, but it is a bit of a fuck you to the state and to certain establishments. And I'm about that because we need rules. We need order. Do we need it in the way they do it and the way they've governed it, especially how crazy they went through COVID? No, I don't think we do. And do do we need to be ruled by billionaires and whatever? No, I don't think we do as much as in some cases we are. So I've been pretty active with those guys. There's even more music being released soon. And um, I guess none of the guys are real huge social media buffs. Like they don't seek that validation or recognition like that. They're powers being in the music and the shows and um I really like that it's really cool but we had to turn the tour down three times because of COVID and then we just released a statement saying that basically with how turbulent everything is we're going to pull the reins on it still do our thing but pull the reins on the shows okay. until we're all ready to come back to deliver properly because if people are paying money to see a show, whether I had COVID or a fucking broken leg or I was sick or whatever, they're getting my all. And it's the same as the guys, you know, you're not going to leave that going, that was boring. Or at least I'd like to think that no, no one You have to fucking say. give your all. You have to give your 100% every single fucking time you hit that stage, no matter if you're playing for two people or 20,000 or fucking hundreds of thousands. Yeah, and that's where the past, like, you know, I couldn't imagine you getting on a stage and, you know, moping around like you're going to, like you do, you know, go, fuck yeah, this is happening. <laughs> and I think that's a, I don't know, what would you say, a testament to the craft or I, I respect anyone that respects themselves and what they're doing enough to be able to go, 
this is everyone's getting my all, you know, which I think is cool. And when you look at bands like Rage Against the Machine, for example, like they weren't messing around, you know, they, they were just giving it their all. And, and I just think that's um, awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how you have to live life. You have to give it your all because you don't even fucking know if you're going to wake up tomorrow. Okay. I know. Say it again. You don't even know if you're going to wake up tomorrow. So live life every day like it's your last, right? I'm pretty sure there's like a Snoop Dogg song about that. Oh, yeah. There's probably bloody thousands of songs <laughs> like that. But you know, you know what's crazy about it? Because you don't know, it's just like, what the fuck? You know, like what? And, and when my um, dad died, I was like, whoa, like, whoa. And when anyone dies, I'm like, do you see him again? Do they go to a place like, what the fuck? And I realise that I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it's really scary. And that's why you just have to embrace the present and the now and be thankful for what you have in front of you. And I have to really remind myself that every day, as do everybody else, like it's important to just like feel blessed for the simple things, you know? Yeah, totally. Like animals. (laughs) exactly just like animals so um we've been going on an hour we're gonna start wrapping this up in a minute if you guys have any it went by so fast yeah Um, if you guys have any questions drop them in the chat um i did want to ask you about your videos that you put out that you are doing like covers and like your different songs what is the like you have like a really good cinematography and really great tone what are you playing out of who's doing the video how do you set it all up yeah cool um so it took me a lot of years of doing it to I guess refine the process and make it a bit easier on myself because I've done a lot with bands before doing my own stuff but I was like I need to make and this was my pact I wanted to make the best possible channel and videos possible. And if I can, if I'm happy with that or I can improve, I'll try. But I wanted to release something of what I thought was good. So I will, you know, I don't, I guess, have a structured genre. I mean, I want to do some Mars Volta covers, some Dave Matthews. Um, you know, all sorts that that I've got planned and in the works and a lot that are bloody recorded. You know, I forgot that I fucking recorded Stink Fist. I, forgot, <laughs> I, I was looking through my computer and I was like, holy shit, I've recorded another tool thing. And because I haven't edited edited the video, I forgot about it. But basically... You need to release that, dude. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I know. I know. And Schism and bloody all the rest of them that I'm, that I'm working on, even some older Incubus stuff. But... um. So basically, I worked with a few different videographers because I wanted, yeah, you could do it on a phone and some of the Insta stuff is on a phone and whatever. But I wanted something that could be on in 4K where people could kick back, have a joint, you know, have it through a good system or whatever and, and, and do it that way. But so I'll plan all of my videos. I'll plan where I'm going to be, what I'm going to wear, what vibe the song is. You know, I'll do any post. I'll plan all the audio at the start 
and then I'll do reamping or post mixing or whatever after, you know, because you, you obviously everything needs to be mixed. Um, you know, everything you hear online is is mixed sure. or majority of it. And uh, I do all my own video editing. So I had to buy an iMac and learn Adobe Prem and all of this. And it was fucking hard because I didn't know what I was doing at the start. So you do all the editing yourself? Everything, yeah. Wow, dude, you do such a good job. Thank you. I'm yeah, highly it, impressed, highly it, impressed. It's all me. And all the audio is me just working with whatever producer I'll choose at the time. And they're basically just like my conduit. So I'll be telling them what to do, how to have it. And it's sometimes good to have a second set of ears to, you know, to, to bounce that off. Um, yeah, so the, the video production, aside from a videographer holding his camera for me, uh, or tripod or whatever is is all me. So all the concepts, um, me and my ideas and what I what I want to produce and create. So that's probably why I move a little bit slower than I'd like. But when you reno a house, have animals, and work fifty hours a week in a day job, it, it's fucking tough going to find the time. <laughs> wow. My God, you truly like wear multiple hats. Yeah, it's hard. It can be difficult sometimes. But if I can merge more of my life into the project and the base world, I think I'll be more happy. But that was a, I guess, planet aligning exercise and a lot of things that had to come into play to make it um, happen. And uh, it's happening. Um, it's happening. <laughs> Oh my God. Slowly but surely. <laughs> yeah. So Chris says, I got to ask, what bass player did you see that made you say, that's what I want? I want to learn to play bass. It wasn't live, but Flea. Flea. As soon as I saw the footage of Flea with his modulus, I think in 99 on uh, uh, the Californication tour, and he was playing around the world, and that, -na 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 -na. I don't even think he had the distortion at the start. And it was just this twangy, plucky, fucking graphite neck modular sound. And I was like, I was hooked. <laughs> Dude, so I got to see, I've seen Flea a few times. My most memorable times wow. were in NOLA uh, during Voodoo Fest. Where's uh, NOLA? Uh, uh, it's in New Orleans. And it's oh, like, wow. it's at the weekend of Halloween. Yep. So, oh yeah, New Orleans is NOLA. So, oh, well, so yeah. Voodoo Fest is a festival they throw in New Orleans at the, the weekend of Halloween. So everybody goes and dresses up and I saw Flaming Lips and I saw Red Hot Chili Peppers. And wow. I also saw Chili Peppers at Will Ferrell's Quinceanera. And this, <laughs> yeah, this is- Will Ferrell, man, he's something else, isn't he? Dude, and so Chad Smith and Will Farrell, they had the drum off and they both had teams and their teams were made up of like the most badass fucking drummers like you could ever think of. Like it was crazy. It was such a good time. And Will Farrell came out in a huge ass quinceanera dress and they were raising money for Flea's nonprofit, which is like a music school in LA. Yeah, he does something like that, doesn't he? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So true story um yeah, okay awesome. cool so wait so you were gonna give me trivia right 
Or are uh, you gonna... yeah, fuck yeah. Um, I want to play this game. I forgot about this, so I'll um just gonna get this page here. This is a I found this because I knew we were doing this interview, and I thought I'm gonna ask her some stuff. So this is a beginner's guide to Australian slang. Okay which would be pretty funny. So if I was going to crack a cold one, what would I be doing? You're asking me that? So yeah. if you were going to be cracking a cold one, you'd be fucking sipping on a brew. Yeah, having a beer. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Now, if I was listening to Akadaka, who am I listening to? Akadaka? Yeah. Is it Abra? Is it? Uh, you know them, but you might not have known it as that. But if you ask an Aussie, they will know Akadaka. I don't know. I don't know. ACDC. Really? Yeah, they're just, I don't know why, they're just known as Akadaka. No, Akadaka is ACDC. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm just finding a few now. Uh, if I said bloody oath, what would I mean? Like, like blood brothers or like pinky swear? Nah, that's actually good. Yeah, I, I that actually makes sense. Hey, Don, I see you. Don is in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, bloody oath is like, yeah, for sure. Yes. Like oh. it, it, if you agree with something, you'll say bloody oath. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, that's funny. Do you know what a bogan is? A bogan? Yeah. Is it like a swamp? <laughs> so good. I <laughs> wish we were having a beer now and just talking at some bar about all this after this. It would be, it never gets old. So a bogan is almost like an Aussie redneck, I guess. Oh. Like a, a just a real Aussie bogan, maybe someone with a mullet that has thong. Oh, we call them thongs too, by the way, but I think you call them flip-flops. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's so funny, yeah. Um, uh, budgie smugglers? Budgie smugglers? Oh, my God. God, like, oh my God, budgie smugglers, like that fucking sounds so weird. That reminds me of like a bakery and a robbery all in one. Like that is a so... person robbing a bakery would be a budgie smuggler. That is so fucking funny. Um, so they're like speedos, uh, jocks that a <laughs> that that a male will swim in. Like, not a G-string, but jocks, but for a male, and that's what they call them. It's, it's pretty pretty bloody funny. Lovac <laughs> says that we're too high. It's 420. We are actually celebrating the anniversary of 420. And in Australia, it's already 420. <laughs> it is. What else? Um, we got a few more? Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, got more. So what if I um, crack the shits? If you have diarrhea. Nah, 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 not at all. That's, that's so funny. We um, like I've cracked it. I've, I've, I'm angry. I've cracked the shits. I'm annoyed. 
Oh, you cracked the shits. Okay, uh, I'm gonna you, start talking like I'm Australian. I'm gonna be like, Ma, I've cracked the shits. Yeah, that's funny. And um, if yeah, if, if what about if someone was like a a dead set legend? Then they're fucking like you fucking. They're like a god. Yeah, yeah, they're they're a bloody legend. Yeah, awesome. Um, <laughs> what and and when we're talking, what if I said, "Fuck me, dead." Then that means that when you die, you want to be fucked. <laughs> no, it means like here we call that necrophilia. No way! Holy shit! We might be weird down here, but we're not. I'd like to think we're not that weird. <laughs> fuck me, dead is like all. Or you could say, "Fuck me, drunk," and that means like, whoa! I can't believe that. That's really bizarre. Oh well, that's a better. That's probably a better use of the words i apologize mom oh it's so funny um what if what if if i said no wackers you're not allowed to jack off after eight whoa (laughs) no no wackers just means like no worries oh no wackers no wackers as in w-u-c-k-a-s no wackers wackers yeah, but whackers. It's very, very, very slang. Well, because when dudes, when they jerk it, they call it whacking, you know? Oh, so my God. That's so funny. <laughs> You're thinking I'm asking you all these dirty words. or not at well, all. Well, it's just what comes to mind, you guys. Know, after hours. Whenever I've been over in the States, I'm like, let's go drink some piss. And the guys are like, you want to drink piss? And I'm like, yeah, let's drink some piss. But we call piss, we call beer piss. So we'll, we'll literally say, let's drink some piss. And over there, it's so funny. It gets um gets taken, yeah. There's, there's oh, my God. There's some others. Uh, let's check out right. the chat. We got Randy in the chat. Randy is a fellow bass player. Uh, we have everybody dropping their time. We got Hawaii. We got South Texas. We got Las Vegas. We got motherfucking Atlanta in the house. Um, yeah, let's do you have like two more, two more. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, for sure. Um, whacking. Okay. No more whacking. No whacking. My my mom says, okay, that's enough. Oh, funny. All right. One, one more then. She'll be apples. Shitty apples. She'll, as in she will be apples. Oh, she will be apples. Is that yeah, she'll, she'll, apple? she'll, be, she'll be apples? It, it means like, like I'm every. <laughs> it means everything will be all right. Oh, I am apples. Yeah, yeah, apples. That's funny. Right. She'll be apples. That's funny. She'll be like the apple, the fruit. Yeah, yeah, but I don't understand where half of our language or slang comes from, but there's a lot of these sayings that if, like, say you spent six months with an Aussie, whatever, you just start saying them. I know you guys have heaps, and I know Mexicans have heaps of slang words. (laughs) We have the (laughs) most slang words. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) funny. Before we came on here, Kate was like, I love Mexicans, because we were talking about Omar. Omar, I hope you're talking watching and I was like my friend Omar Jimenez from Mexico and he was like I love Mexicans I was like you know I'm half Mexican he was like yeah y'all are red I'm like yeah Yeah, that's (laughs) Yeah. very very cool people hey 
Oh my God, you guys, I've had such a fun time tonight with all of you guys. Uh, we have yeah. been racking up talking <laughs> to Kate out of Australia. Um, so what, how can we support you? Like, what does the future look like for you? All, all right. But yeah, you've got, I mean, you're obviously seasoned pro at all of these questions. I was just thinking like you stay on track and you ask really good questions. So you're a good, uh, you're good at what you do. Um, yeah. So if, if, if you're interested, you or anyone to the world's interested in what I'm about, you can get onto my YouTube, which is Cade Turner, my Instagram, Cade Turner Base. Uh, my website, cadeturner.com, or there's Facebook accessible from, um, from the website as well or a personal Facebook page. But, um, yeah, I think I'm going to angle more in on Insta and YouTube and the website, you know, I guess this year. So, um, but you can find everything about me and uh, what I'm about there. And if you like the stuff, comment share like whatever enjoy if you don't that's totally fine too <laughs> oh no you're so sweet let me read a few of these comments before we go we were so busy talking about all these nasty things <laughs> you guys i love y'all i love that we all have a sense of humor we are adults here so whatever we're good yeah um, that wasn't intentional my god <laughs> It just like you know that that, I, that was just slang that that yeah that's all <laughs> no i love it and it was like it's the best and you were talking about psychology i actually graduated with a degree in sociology and political science so sociology is actually the study of groups and psychology wow. is the study of you know the single person the mind or whatever so i really related with you on that level and it was really good to talk to you about yeah, i didn't know that that's amazing yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Randy's asking, what up, Cade? What kind of base are you holding? Randy's late to the party, but yeah, give yeah, a feel. It's a 80, 1985 um, thumb base, uh, number 135 ever made. So I just start, I don't get it out often, but that's that's what I've been holding uh, for this for this interview. <laughs> Hell yeah. So I'm going to drop your website in the comments again, which is kturner.com. I want everybody to head that way, check it out, see what you can do to provide for the fam. And also, I think you just have great resources at your website, don't you? Yeah, they, I mean, there's everything about me there. And uh, there's blogs that have, I guess, inside information on the videos they have links to original music and uh you know there's uh some just there's everything that i've been about so far is accessible through the website and uh yeah it's basically an australian channel that focuses on playing and tone and hopefully how cool you can make videos with a bit of work <laughs> Hopefully. I like them anyway. <laughs> yeah. And Chris points out that it's 26 fret, uh, A high G flat. A high G flat? Uh, it is 26 fret, but I, I don't know what he means. Maybe what's the highest note? Is it a G flat? Oh, sorry. <laughs> It'll be um, 
Uh, where are we? It'll be. Oh, look, Randy says, I bet yeah. it's an extra high G flat because it's 420. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's what it is. Y'all are crazy. Okay. So I know I keep saying this is my last question, but I really have two more questions and then. No, I okay. Fine I with me. Okay. So the first question, <laughs> wait, Hovac says no, even the A note is high right now. We're all high. We are all high as hell right now. It is 420 in Australia. In an hour, it will be 420 here in California. You guys, if you haven't smoked it, I've smoked a little too much tonight, That's but you know funny. what? We are partying. That's what you're doing. you're fully legal over there with that, eh? Yes. Yeah, they, they are medicinal here, but I don't think they are aside from that. Yeah, a bit slow. <laughs> I'll burn this for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so first question. Yeah. If you could throw a dinner party for any five musicians, dead or alive, who would those five musicians be? And what would you serve at your dinner party? Oh, the five. Hendrix. Love him. Have a tattoo of him on my arm too. Hendrix Cornell, um, Flea, without a doubt. Uh, Justin Chancellor, and uh, I'm gonna have to think. Um, Omar from um, Volta, from the Mars Volta. Dude, so Mars Volta is from El Paso, Texas. You know, yeah, they're and just like out of this world. I love them. I've seen them live. Do you, Ooh, want to hear, yeah. do you want to hear my story? Yeah, do I? Of course. <laughs> you do want to hear this story. So yeah. check this out. San Antonio, Texas, probably like 2000, I don't know, fucking 12 or some shit. And Mars Volta's playing. These motherfuckers, like they are literally aliens. Okay, first yeah. of all, <laughs> because I don't know how the fuck that voice comes out of homie and they have the afros. So and their energy is like mental dude so the drummer and i've told this story many times if you guys if you guys listen to my show you already know this the drummer grabs the fucking hi-hat stand with the motherfucking hi-hat everything attached throws it into the fucking crowd throws it and people that could be like, dangerous people <laughs> could you say that one more time that could be dangerous. I love the way you say that. That could be very dangerous, you guys. And nobody gave a fuck. They were picking apart, taking screws, fighting over the hi-hat stand. I'm like, these motherfuckers are legendary. Yeah, I don't know if you'd get away with that today, would you? It'd be maybe people would be a bit more precious today. You're, yeah, Randy wants to know how high was his hat? His hat was very high, Randy. It would have been. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, def definitely, definitely them. But if I could add a sixth, it would be Juan, the bassist from Volta. And I think he lives in LA. He just had a like a, a push bike accident, a bicycle accident, and he's he's been recovering from a pretty bad TBI. So to be them, what would I serve them? I don't know. But you know, all I'd want to do is just fucking drink with them and and relax and talk shit all night. I I think those guys are like gods, especially Cornell and Hendrix. 
I love your answer. Um, I also love all of you at home. I love you, Randy. I love you, Mama. I love you, Dawn. I love all the fan bam in the chat, Chris. Um, so the next question that I have, Hovac, I love you. I love little Ellen. Ellen, I'm interviewing her and her father on Friday. That should be fun. I won't, oh, be, I won't be drinking and I won't be smoking. I will be completely sober for that show. <laughs> Okay. I think there'll be uh, you and a lot of other people will be pretty interested to, to watch that one. <laughs> she is so sweet. Yeah. Oh my like, goodness. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> Randy says nothing wrong with a liquid mail. What is your favorite? Like if I had a liquid of choice, if I didn't have to like refrain from a certain liquid, I would pick whiskey. However, I'm not allowed to drink whiskey anymore, but if I could have any liquid in the world, that's what I would pick. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> what would you pick? Oh, you are, as in that's a question for me? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I love coffee. I'm probably addicted to coffee. I'm, I've, I'm, a, I'm on my second one now. Um, and, uh, but I also really love beer. I mean, we naturally, culture wise I guess drink a lot of beer here and um yeah I like it but I try to keep uh, away from it through the week have a few on the weekends let go a little bit and through the weeks more um business you know <laughs> and also to celebrate for 420 which it will be in 45 minutes here in <laughs> well that too and after I have this coffee and we finish I think I'll just have a celebratory beer and probably light the fire out the back <laughs> you totally yes you because totally. it's getting cool here now um yeah it's getting into winter it's winter well, yeah, it's it's coming into winter, but where I live, it's pretty much rains for six months of the year. <laughs> really? Do you live in the rainforest? Yeah, I guess ish. Yeah, you'd call it that. Um, Dan, the Dandenong Ranges. After, I'll send you a um, a link or whatever where it is or or whatever after this, and yeah, you can check it out. I'm yes. pretty much a turn into a little uh, hermit hippie out here in the winter. <laughs> Hell yeah. Chris Luna says he likes to drink apple crown. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Uh, uh, what is crown? It's a uh, crown's whiskey, right? Yeah. Crown. Crown and yeah, coke. Right. So it's apple flavored whiskey. Ooh. Yeah. My mom you says... My mom says, thank you for bringing Australia to us. You are fantastic. Oh, no, thanks. Thanks to her. Thanks to you. Thanks to everyone. This is cool. I was hanging out for it. Um, I think we tried a year ago and it just didn't happen. I'm glad we did it now and not then, actually. I, like you mentioned before, the, uh, the reasons or whatever, alignment. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. <laughs> um, okay, so my last question... I've been yeah. trying this out, but I've just been having a really good time with all you guys. Um, so what is your best piece of advice, either for life or for struggling musicians? Uh, well, I guess this almost come from dad and it's what I'm getting on the fingerboard of my Corvette bass, but you just, um, just got to keep going. You have to, you can't stop. You got to keep going even when you feel you can't 
because uh, there'll be a day in life that you'll leave this place. That's inevitable. And I think you've got to give it your all and keep going until that day comes or, or at least never stop trying within yourself. Boom. <laughs> I hope you guys all write that on your walls at home and wake up and read that in the morning because it's important to remind yourself that you have to fucking keep going. And and I, I know you asked for one, but it, it coincides, I guess, with that. You gotta um you gotta back yourself too. You gotta believe and, and back yourself um in the right manner. Uh, because that's important. And I know a lot of people wrestle with that. You you wouldn't be human if you didn't wrestle with that. Yeah. That yeah. goes that goes back to you <clears throat> being so picky about your tracks that you want to release. Sometimes you just gotta release that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah. I'm getting better. I'm moving. I'm quicker. talking to myself too. I'm talking uh, yeah. to myself too. Yeah. The inner um, dialogue coming out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we talked about all the ways that we could support you. I'm going to drop your website in the comments again. Are there any? And, and also too, if, if you like that style of music, check out Mammal. Um, not to help me out because I'm not interested in that. It's if you like it, play it, share it, love it, get after it. We just released a single on um, Spotify, which was really cool to work on. So yeah, if you like that stuff, uh, share it around, mosh, rock out, do whatever you like. <laughs> so is, is this the right one? The booking agent, Owen Orf, Orford? Yep. Okay, yep. perfect. So I dropped the link in the chat. You guys make sure and go and follow Mammal. Um, I'm really excited to follow you in your journey when you release your album as well and your journey with the band and everything that's going on. I want to do another interview as soon as a single hits or yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. It's um it's cool that you do this. I've got to add as well, like you you're enthusiastic, you're good at it, you're a good host and and I know people enjoy this and I really was looking forward to it because I'm like haven't really been playing much shows because of covid and whatever and I'm like this is like a bit of a, I don't know, an uplift or whatever. And uh, if it wasn't 700,000 million miles away, I wish it was so much easier to go over and just be able to have a beer. <laughs> oh, no, that would be so cool. And to be in, you guys, I just got to say really quick, it was funny because he had hit me up and the messages had somehow got lost and I'd already asked him for another interview and he was like, dude, do you ever check your messages? And I saw that and I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, what No, no, I, 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 that's why I said it in a, in a joking yeah, like, way. Joking. I knew you would have been busy. <laughs> yeah, but it was so funny because it's like I look at you and I look up to you as like this amazing bass player and I've been trying to get an interview with you and then I just like drop the ball like thank you for being like so kind Bad. and humble and just taking time to hang out with us like I, I'm I'm stoked thanks for asking like I'm I'm stoked to be a part of it and uh you know you're getting I don't know people together like a community sense or whatever which is cool because 
you know, everyone in the base world all seems to be happy and support each other and whatever and share or bounce things off each other on their journey, which is um, what it's about, eh? It really is. And if you guys aren't members of Sunshine and the Base Kids, join today. We have mentorship. We have mentorship programs and all kind of good stuff. It's just a really fun, safe community to like hang out and do your thing. Um, I guess we're gonna wrap this up, Kate. It's been so fun. Thank it's you. It's been awesome. Thanks, hey. Oh. Thanks to everyone too. <laughs> um, until next time, which is tomorrow, I will be going live at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Speak the Rebel. Hope to see you guys all then. Um, make sure that you stay kind because you never know the battles that the people around you are facing. Please try to keep a smile on your face. If anything, it makes you look a little bit more cuter, right? Or at least makes you feel better about yourself. And stay safe out there, you guys. It's a crazy fucking world. On three, let's say bye. Three, two, one. Bye. <laughs> bye. We'll see you later. Say.